Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 60 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We got a lot to get into this week, and it's actually a bit of a special episode, uh, and I'll mention why after we get through our usual opening, which would be social plugs. If you're not following any of these yet, you're missing out. But I'm gonna, and if you are following them, you already know what's up. But I'm gonna give them to you anyway. Uh, you can keep up with us before episodes, after episodes, during episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook.com/slash Go Tell It to the Wall. That's right, Facebook.com/slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, you can also follow my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn. That's right, at SoCalShawn. S O C A L S E A N. And of course, YouTube, head over to youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Subscribe to our channel. You're going to find all kinds of great videos up there. Uh, more than just the video feeds that get posted up there. All kinds of other clips and stuff that doesn't get posted elsewhere. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube uh, and, and getting the notifications. All the things that the influencers say. What do you, you click a bell or I don't know. If you don't want to be on YouTube, don't be on YouTube. But if you want some great video content, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. And of course, most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Actually going to give you links to all those things I just mentioned, as well as a link to our merch page. That's right, you can pick up some common sense merch, all kinds of great stuff there on the merch website. You just link directly from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, and of course, our Patreon campaign, our Patreon page, our Patreon thing. I don't know, I always, I'm like, is it a campaign? It's, I guess it's a campaign. Uh, but if you want to support us financially... You can do that through Patreon, become a patron. Uh, we have we have quite a few loyal patrons, but we're always looking for more. Every dollar helps kind of keep this studio running, bringing in new concepts, all kinds of great stuff. So if you are interested, uh, please check out our Patreon page as well. I'm going to warn everyone, and I know I've said this before, but this is probably the worst you've heard it in a long time. My voice is not 100%. I know, I say this once in a while, it's, and it's the same reason that it always is, for the most part. Uh, this one is, is definitely particularly the worst, and I'll talk more about it as we get into entertainment news, uh, but I was out, out at yet another show last night, uh, right here in Los Angeles at the Shrine, and much like when I saw Less Than Jake a few weeks ago and said, my voice is, is not doing well because I do a lot of singing along with Less Than Jake, uh, I saw... Not only Dropkick Murphys, but Rancid last night. And due to the fact that I am very familiar with both of those bands' catalogs, as well as very big fans of both those bands, uh, my legs are sore, my voice is not 100%, uh, courtesy of singing along with pretty much everything that was being played during that show. Uh, so bear with me. I I've, I've got it. I'm not that uncomfortable, but I even I can hear the scratchiness that is, is, is my voice right now. All right, and most importantly for this episode, I teased this last episode, and we are actually officially past it by 10 days because we missed a we missed an episode last week, or missed a week. We never we don't miss episodes; we miss a week, uh, and that would be the five-year anniversary of Go Tell It to the Wall of this podcast. Not necessarily Common Sense Sundays, of course. Uh, that's only existed for 
not not even two years yet, uh, but the inception of Go Tell It to the Wall was actually, the first episode was posted October 7th, 2016. Uh, so we're now 10 days removed from our official five-year anniversary. Uh, but because of that, I'm going to take some time to dole out a couple thank yous. Uh, as well as revisit some stuff. And if you've been a fan for a long time, you know uh, I tend to revisit some stuff during anniversary episodes. And aptly, there are a couple things that are either still relevant or have circled back around uh, that we're going to talk about in this particular episode uh, being our five-year anniversary episode. Uh, And of course, thank you to everyone out there who has listened, especially if you've been a listener since the beginning. Uh, But even if you've been a listener for like a couple months, if this is your first episode, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for supporting, and uh, and thank you everyone out there who shares this, tells friends, has always has positive words for us. Uh, even the people that have negative words for us, uh, thank you for being out there and, and paying attention, even as even though you actually hate me, hate the podcast, <laughs> hate everything that we do here at Go Tell to the Wall. That's okay, as long as you're listening. It is true. I I spent my most of my career in marketing, and I went to film school. There is no such thing as bad publicity. We've seen that. You, I talk. There's no such thing as cancel culture. Now, I don't want to come go out there looking like in you know a complete asshole, uh, but for the most part, people that disagree with me, I, I, eh, I, you know what what's the saying? Uh, f- hail hail fellow well met. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. All right, uh, let's get into some digital trends. Uh, not only over the past week, but over the past five years. And in fact, there's one I want to revisit because. I, I've said this all along, and whenever something comes full circle on digital trends, uh, especially because the, we were kind of built on weird digital trends, strange digital trends, uh, and, and horrible challenges. <laughs> so it's the gift that keeps on giving. But one of the original things that was super popular uh, when we launched Go Tell It to the Wall were creepy clowns. So I know some of you may have, may have been scarred by this news story that was happening about five years ago. Um, but it was so popular that I'm going to bring it up again. And that was one of the very first things that we discussed in the digital realm uh, when it comes to Go Tell It to the Wall and the common sense that we've been doling out over the years here. Uh, so I just want to remind everyone that that was, that was the thing for a while. Uh, creepy clowns, literally things being shut down. There were schools that would shut down because they didn't know what the creepy clowns were up to. Thankfully, and trust me, as much as I enjoy revisiting this, uh, thankfully it doesn't exist anymore because... Ah, I'm not a big clown fan. I don't mind clowns, but throw creepy clowns out there and it's like, nope. I have zero interest in watching the newest It movies, you know? And that's just me. I get the appeal, but I don't need creepy clowns in my life. So fortunately, that one's gone. Uh, But I do need to give a shout out to all those people out there that were dressing up as creepy clowns and scaring people because it really, it is one of the rocks upon which Go Tell It to the Wall was built. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. And actually, it goes right into this next thing, which I think is actually a fun challenge. A lot of times, I I enjoy when I can talk about, like, fun challenges or positive challenges. Even if it's not positive, if it's just something that's harmless, you know. We talked about the ice bucket challenge years ago. Like, not super dangerous. People are raising awareness. All good. Those kinds of things are all good. Okay? And this one's actually a good example of that. And that would be the 12-foot skeleton challenge. Uh, And now, I believe this thing has been around for a couple years. It just... Just recently was brought to my attention because I was like, what is the 12-foot skeleton challenge? There's not much challenge to it, to be fair. But what it is is apparently Home Depot uh, sells these Halloween decorations that are 12-foot tall skeletons. Uh, 
I, I assume they're made of plastic. I haven't been close enough to one to actually touch it. Uh, and if you go to Home Depot and try to find these skeletons, they're completely sold out because they're in such high demand, these 12-foot-tall skeletons. Uh, I don't know where I would store that. I, I assume it goes into pieces, so maybe I could store it, but I don't even know that my garage is 12 feet high, so I don't. I probably couldn't even go in my garage and be laying down. I don't even know. I don't know how I'd store that thing. Uh, but I see the appeal. It's a large skeleton. And coincidentally enough, uh, there is not a close-by neighbor, but I was walking the neighborhood, uh, I don't know, like a week ago or so, and I passed by a house, had one of these giant skeletons. Before I knew about the giant 12-foot skeleton trend and challenge that's going around here and I was like that is a very large skeleton sure enough a few days later I see this thing trending on the socials uh, and the fact that it is impossible to get them uh, though I will give a shout out there was a gentleman I, I don't know where it was it's again these things are fleeting to me uh, but not only did he get a, get his hands on one of those 12 foot skeletons but actually built parts of a skeleton coming out of his house and his yard trying to grab at and like play with the 12-foot skeleton as if it was like a toy skeleton. Now that is hardcore Halloween decorating. We don't do near enough of that at my house. I have like a couple of things that go outside and then the simple stuff that goes inside. There's stuff that hangs on doors and doorknobs and, and I uh, such a thing that I, I fully respect the decorative towels. People always joke like, I'm going to use those decorative towels. Like, no, 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 no. All about the Halloween towels hanging on my my oven here. They don't actually get used. Uh, they're they're short, merely decorative, and uh, they've got like some I don't even know witches or something on them. It's some some cute little Halloween design. Uh, but I, I I just I don't have the energy to to go as crazy with the Halloween decorating uh, or the Christmas decorating for that matter. I do go a little little harder on the Christmas decorations. There's a lot more lights and and things that go up, uh, but just not nowhere near comparison to a lot of stuff that you either see on socials like this guy fabricated an even bigger skeleton uh, or you know people going crazy with the Christmas lights so if you've gotten your hands on one of those must-have 12-foot skeletons uh, good for you they are apparently impossible to find right now all right and this this here's one that's gone just come fully around uh, I was completely unaware of this years ago until I saw it trending and that was the gray sweatpants challenge that has since evolved into gray sweatpants season. And sure enough, you see these, these posts pop up every time fall rolls around and the weather starts to get cold. If you're not familiar with this, this is, uh, I was about to say women, but I'm sure men too, uh, who are admiring uh, men in gray sweatpants because they leave less to the imagination. thought it was quite strange. Uh, years ago when I heard this. Cause, and this is what I've always said. Like, you guys know Google exists, right? You want to see some 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 dude's parts. I, I think you just got to go Google it. It's not that hard. Uh, however, have fun with it if that's really something you want to do. Although I will say, that is not something that really exists in my house. As much as I see it on social media, I think I had to tell my wife like a year or two ago. I was like, oh, more of this grace swim. She's like, what? And on top of that, the other day, I had just gotten a new pair of uh, Vans sweatpants that happened to be happened to be gray. <laughs> so I put them on the other night. I come walking out. I think my, my wife's like sitting on the couch. And she's like, what are you doing wearing gray sweatpants? Not even thinking about the whole trend or the challenge or anything. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you ha they're not black. And I was like, so that's my house. My wife cares not if I'm wearing gray sweatpants. She was more just shocked uh, that, that I had sweatpants which were not black. Which I'm kind of shocked too because... 
you go into where my t-shirts are in the closet, uh, and there's like 50 plus black t-shirts and like one red one, two gray ones, and a green one. Like that's that's the entirety of my wardrobe. Lots of black going on there. Almost too much, but black is slimming, and at my age, uh, not only are you going for the slimming stuff, but uh, but just it's it's easier that way. I don't do a lot of bright colors. I guess I do have some colors. It's just very, it's very rare. <laughs> All black t-shirts and sweatpants for that matter. I guess I didn't realize that, but as I went to look, I was like, oh yeah, I guess all of these sweatpants are black. It's just how it is. All right, uh, dry scooping. We have talked about this before. This has come up bef- uh, previously on episodes, and it's rearing its ugly head again. For those of you that don't remember, the dry scooping challenge. Is people taking a scoop of like protein powder or um what are they see these are the terms that just don't make sense to me and I'm sh- it's fine if that's what you do but pre workout which I think is like supplements that you take before you work out I am familiar with those to an extent because I used to drink this like vitamin energy drink uh, until I found out that it was not good for me and I was wondering why my heart rate was so high when I was just working out at the gym and of course you know I'll get down with some FRS. It's natural. It's good for you. Uh, but people were taking this this pre-workout or this protein powder, and instead of mixing it like you're supposed to, because chemical reactions, even my four-year-old knows what a chemical reaction is, changes things. You're, you're supposed to mix it with liquid, not just take it. And they're taking it just by itself. And previously, we had an influencer who actually had a heart attack. Well, it's come around again, and we have another influencer that has had a heart attack from dry scooping. And this is... It, to take it full circle from five years ago, uh, we went to maybe a little less than five years ago, but we went from eating Tide Pods to, I guess you could say, at least eating something that's supposed to be eaten or edible. Uh, but still, that's the evolution of, of the putting stuff in your body challenge. All of it's bad for you. Don't do it. The frozen honey challenge. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Don't do it. Make sure your kids are not attempting these things. Don't even have that stuff in your house unless you're like a bodybuilder or, you know, Hardcore athlete or something. I I would I there was a time when I considered myself an athlete. I was a triathlete actually. I've got stuff on the wall here from racing triathlons. Never, never would I have thought to do something like that. I never had crazy stuff outside of FRS in my house. Still got FRS in the house, and I, even that I have some FRS mix. Uh, if you're not familiar with, it's just it's a natural energy drink. It's vitamins. It's not not like a Red Bull. If I have a Red Bull, I'm I'm just doing laps around the block because that is too much caffeine. Uh, but even that, I, I have the little mixing packet. I wouldn't just, no, no, it's not not good for you. All right, and I want to share this hashtag with all of you, uh, and it's going to come back around when we discuss a little bit of parenting here. Uh, but one of the hashtags that's trending right now on the digital platforms is hashtag why men shouldn't try new things. I thought this would be funny, you know. And sure enough, as I go to click through and look at some of these things, it's really just a bunch of men uh, upset about a hashtag and defending themselves for no reason. I saw stuff like, whoa, what if, what if, uh, you know, Thomas Edison hadn't, hadn't tried new things? Like, give me a break here. <laughs> this, how can you be so offended by a silly hashtag? That's really not even that big of a deal. Somebody got this trending. They're having fun with it. And on top of that, this is where it really got me. On top of that, it's, it's amazing how sensitive so many men, males out in the world can be. Like, this is nothing compared to what women, females, deal with on a daily basis. 
Like, I am so offended. Well, yeah. Well, why don't you try walking around in a, in a woman's shoes for a day and, and see what really can be offensive, not a silly little hashtag. Uh, and this is why, a few years ago, I, I had an entire episode. I, 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 I probably should have looked up the number before I got in here to record today. I dedicated an entire episode uh, to, to women and, and proof of how women are, have been marginalized uh, throughout the entire history of this country, the United States, really worldwide too, but focusing on the United States. Uh, and you can definitely find that one. I believe it's from 2017. It wasn't five years ago, but it was in, within our first year uh, when, when I put that episode out. So definitely check that out. All right, COVID updates. Let's get into some COVID. Ugh, I do need a little bit of water here though, because my voice is not too bad, but it, it, after a few minutes of ranting at a wall it catches up with me here all right COVID updates like i said uh, the delta variant is finally slowing down you've probably all seen this in the news numbers are leveling off which is a great sign we're still not completely out of this uh it is starting to feel like it was back in june you know felt like we are moving forward and and we really were i felt so good back in june. i was like great this is great things are happening you know it's it i don't feel completely safe but we know that we're coming out on the positive side of this. Then the Delta variant hit. Everything kind of went back. It's like, Jesus Christ, we're back to where we were, you know, a year ago or whatever. Uh, so so this is very promising. Uh, we may be turning a corner at this point. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, what's the next variant going to be? You know, it, it as much as I want to be positive about this and know that there is kind of a light at the end of the tunnel again. So we've seen the light at the end of the tunnel a couple times. We just haven't been able to get to that light. Uh, is is just knowing that there's probably another variant coming. You know, it, it's never never ending at the at this point. Uh, but get the shot, get vaccinated, and that's going to help get us to the end of this ridiculous ride that we've been on for almost two years. And in fact, booster shots uh, are available for some. They're still sorting all of this out. But I actually know people personally that have gotten booster shots. I am not eligible yet. Uh, not only time-wise, um, but I, they're still, it, it's kind of like when the vaccine first came out and it was, you know, people of a certain age and people with underlying conditions. That's that's who's getting the booster shot to start now after a certain amount of time, of course. Uh, so once it is available to me, I do plan on getting it if they recommend I get it because I listen to science. It's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling when you can just listen to science. I got to tell you, I don't understand people out there that are like, science, what? You know, the earth is flat. This... They're putting microchips in. You're like, Jesus Christ, people. It's amazing. you got to just avoid those kind of conversations because they're going to go nowhere. It's like talking to a wall, but it's not as much fun as I have talking to a wall. Just don't don't try to talk to a wall like, like I do as in talking to a person who's essentially a wall that, that you're arguing with or talking to. Um, and check check your status on that. That's the thing. You know, depending on your age and, and your your... Uh, you know, status as far as underlying conditions, you might be eligible, you might be eligible coming up here in the next month or so, just just make sure you're on top of that as well. Uh, and then talking again about shots, kids vaccines, we are, I've mentioned this before that they're testing it, it does seem like we are even closer now. Um, from what I am reading, I think kids are going to start getting the vaccine uh, by the end of this month, by the end of October. Uh, so that's another promising sign that we are getting to the other side of things. I will personally feel much safer once my kid uh, is able to get the vaccine. Uh, that's what really keeps me, uh, not only for myself and, and others in my family, but just that's what really keeps me from, from fully opening up and, 
you know, wanting to go do things and not using the extra caution that we've learned to use for the past year and a half plus. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but again, if you've got kids, uh, you know, check that eligibility, stay on top of it and know when they might be able to get vaccinated. And if they're in Los Angeles and they're of a certain age, they're going to have to get vaccinated to be able to go to school uh, in person. So, so, you know, stay on top of those things. It's, it's easy to look up. Uh, and I will say, I'm real happy about seeing more and more prevalence uh, to showing vaccination proof to do things. Uh, this has happened, so three out of the last four shows I've gone to uh, over the past what, week and a half, or yeah, like week, week and a half, uh, three out of four of them were requiring proof of vaccination, uh, really a couple of them just straight up proof of vaccination, not even a negative test. One of them you could have a negative test. Uh, and honestly, the fourth one that wasn't requiring proof of vaccination, it, it was just a very small show and, you know, not a lot of people there. So I think that was partly why. Uh, but here in Los Angeles, we are going to hit a point where the, everyone's going to have to do it. Everyone's going to have to uh, require proof of vaccination for, to, uh, for certain indoor activities as well as large gatherings, even if they're outdoors. You know, so, like, for example, I had to have proof of vaccination last night. Uh, for a show here in Los Angeles that I mentioned top of this episode, uh, and and that was the show was outside. The concert was completely outside, but they're still requiring proof of vaccination, which I was incredibly happy to see. And it's so easy, you know. I know this varies by state uh, as as far as having your proof of vaccination, but I've got it right on my phone. I just pull it up. Like yesterday, I you, you I'd have my ID too. You show your ID, and you like here it is on my phone. Here's my ID. They check the name and the name, and they're like, you're good. Got a little bracelet showing that I showed my proof of vaccination and uh, on went on my way it took less than a minute it was it was a minute to, to do that uh, it took me longer to get through the metal detectors than it did to show my proof of vaccination uh, so so I'm happy to see that becoming more and more prevalent all right let's move on to some mental health uh, I I really want to talk about this and especially with the news lately about Facebook uh, and it's all about avoiding people and things that drain you drain you being in finger quotes you know, this can drain uh, your your physical health as well, but definitely your mental health. Uh, and there's lots of Facebook talk right now on how it's toxic. And I don't disagree with that by any, any means. There's a lot of bad stuff. Social media in general is, is not great. You know, this is why we we don't even promote the Go Tell It To The Wall Twitter account anymore because I was like, you know what, I'm done with Twitter. And I do still use Twitter. Uh, I use it to get news or, you know, I don't use it to really interact I use it more for like news and and it does come in handy for that, uh, which which brings me to my point is, is utilizing these things in the way that they are actually beneficial to you. You see so many people arguing on Facebook uh, or on Twitter. And trust me, I do enjoy reading through some some people arguing about, you know, dumb things or important things, whatever it might be. But I don't engage. I don't engage on, definitely not on Twitter. I don't even engage on Facebook. Now, obviously, I put out some episodes and people like to send me hate mail. That's not a social media thing. That's not, that's that's me uh, ranting to a wall and then someone being upset at my opinions or my common sense, whatever I might be, you know, putting out there on a given week. Uh, and then to that, I just, I give them a little boop on the nose like you do to cats. I don't physically do that, but I'm usually like, boop, that's cute. <laughs> you know, it's not worth my time. Uh, and the thing with Facebook is you can, you, you hold the power with what, how you utilize these things. So with Facebook, not only don't argue with people, but why do you take the time, why do you take the time to, to have these people around you? I think 
sometimes we just need to step back and realize that social media can function the same way that you function socially in, in, in person, in the world. And if there's people you don't like, you're not going out for drinks with them. You're not hanging out. You're not going to a party with them. You're not socializing with people that you don't really care to be around. So why would you do this on a social platform? That's what you need to ask yourself. Now, me personally, and I'm not saying I'm, this is, you have, do what, do what you want, but keep in mind for your mental health that you don't have to do these things. I've spent time and spent time, like it's hard work. It's, it's merely just weeding out the weeds for lack of a better term and curating your own social platforms down to things that you like. So I go on Facebook and it's, it's friends and family that I enjoy. It's, you know, podcasts or or uh, musicians, artists, stuff like that that I enjoy, uh, and a lot, a lot of music that's really, I get so much music out of Facebook. So I end up not having a lot of problems with Facebook. I understand how people could, and I have in the past. However, it's just not worth engaging with those people. In fact, these people, that's the thing. These people have always existed. The people, you know, whether it's racism or anti-science, anti-vaccination, uh, you know, hatred toward women, whatever it might be, uh, people that are anti-LGBTQ, whatever it might be. These people have always existed. The thing is, we see it more now because we're, we're so connected through social media. But you don't have to be. No one's requiring you to be friends with that dude you knew in high school who just disagrees with everything you say and only pops up to argue with you about stuff. You don't have to be friends with them. You don't. So why are you doing it? It's not worth your time and energy. In fact, I can tell you, this was years ago now. And this, actually, I think this was right around beginning of Go Tell It to the Wall. And I had seen somebody, somebody I knew from, from high school, not somebody in my class, but somebody I had known since, actually probably since before high school. And they had posted, I'm not going to give specific names or anything, they had posted how they have never seen an example of racism in this country, and they don't think it's racism is a problem in this country. And it's like, you know what, we can disagree on certain things, but it that is a black and white topic. Not black people versus white people. I mean, yes, but there's no gray area here. You, you can get into a gray area of how extreme it's been or things that you might disagree with, but we know for a fact, it is a fact, that racism does exist and has existed since the inception of the United States of America and in many other places around the world. It's not just the U.S. But to blatantly say that you've never seen racism in the United States is just utterly ridiculous. You know what I did? I unfriended that person. I, I was like, I don't need to see anything from you ever again. Why? If that Have your view. It's, there's no point in me engaging with you on this and telling you how wrong you are because most likely I'm not going to convince you otherwise. But I also don't need to see your racist shit being posted. And that's this is what I like to remind myself about. Um, my wife brought this up a while ago because someone had said it to her like a couple months ago. Because and I'm guilty of this. I I will if I see something. Sometimes I will get angry. I will lose sleep over something, or I will have an interaction that maybe goes kind of weird, and, and I will lose sleep over it. But I try to remember this, and something my wife had heard from someone else, and she told me, she said, you know, when something like that happens, just think, if that person were to get hit by a car, how would it affect you? Would you care? Would you be sad that they got hit by a car? And I'm not saying we want people need to be hit by a car. That's not the point of the, the, uh, the analogy here. The point is, 
is, is don't put your energy into people that you don't care for, you don't care about, that aren't affecting you personally. It's not worth your time and energy, and it's not worth your mental health. I've got a hair stuck to my beard here. And in fact, it's possible to coexist with people to an extent. There's obviously things out there, hateful people out there, or you know, people who don't believe in women's rights, and to an extent we have to coexist, but when it comes to trivial stuff, we have to coexist, but you don't have to engage. You don't have to socialize. You don't have to be around people that make you feel bad. So think about those things, especially on, so really in, in your everyday life, but especially on social media with how prevalent it is nowadays and all this, these stories about Facebook and how toxic it is and, and the, the practices they do internally. It's not worth your time. Let it be there. I'm not trying to quote a Beatles song. I'm not a big enough Beatles fan, but let it be. It can be difficult. But if you think about if you think about that and remind yourself of that, then hopefully it can get better for you uh, in person and on social media. All right, I want to get into some positive news. This one's a little self-serving, and I'm going to talk more about this when we get to entertainment news. Uh, but I will say, from a positive news standpoint... Uh, and this is this is a saying that you you'll hear quite often if you're in the ska punk community, and that is punks give a shit. We do. There's there's this funky rap you know rap like that that a lot of punks get like oh they're dirty and they just drink and go to shows and yes I mean I'm not, I'm not dirty but I I like to drink and go to shows it's you know I like to jump around in a pit. But I was given a few examples of this recently over the past like week and a half. Uh, one of those would be. Uh, supporting uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives at an anti-flag show here in Southern California, in Santa Ana to be specific. And I'm going to talk more about Punk Rock Saves Lives probably on the next episode, but I just want to give this as an example. Uh, The amount of support that came from the punk community at this show uh, for Punk Rock Saves Lives, people donating money uh, to a great cause, as well as uh, getting their cheeks swabbed to be part of the bone marrow database within the United States of America, showing uh, that, that punks do care about other people and it was it was amazing in my experience doing this how many people came up and they're like oh hell yes i i want to do this hell yes i want to donate some money uh, you know how can i get involved tell me all about what punk rock saves lives is doing the positivity from that uh, is something that's always drawn me uh, to to punk rock and to ska and to that whole community and honestly i've been i've been in it for a long time 20, 25 plus years since since I started going to shows as a as a wee one, you know, and uh, and it was always great, but it's gotten even better over the years. The support for the LGBTQ community, the the support for houseless uh, people, the support for marginalized groups. It's absolutely amazing how much better it's gotten, to, even though it was pretty great to begin with. Just continues to get better. I'm so so happy, like curious and happy to see what will happen over the next five to ten years and the positivity that comes from that in fact last night again i will talk about this later uh but i talked about after hell omega the lack of pit etiquette going on there because it's a mix it's not really the scene uh you know but i was reminded how great the pit etiquette can be uh while seeing uh, dropkick murphys and rancid yesterday now i wasn't not as close for dropkick murphys and i didn't intend to be as close for rancid but kind of made my way up there uh, with with wall fan and, and big show supporter Tom, uh, as well as my sis Laura, we were enjoying the show together. 
Uh, and sure enough, this was only, <laughs> I was joking with with Laura. I was like, why do why does this always happen when we go to rancid shows? A pit opens up behind us, and we're we're not even re- super close to the stage. I'm keeping my distance. You know, I've got my mask on as I'm in the crowd, and uh, and a pit breaks out behind us. And this is there's a young kid in the pit. Everyone's having fun, going around, jumping around, and dancing. Uh, and not long after the pit opened up, right behind me, and I could I could kind of feel somebody fall down because I'm right at the edge of where everyone's running around, you know. And someone fell down, and sure enough, soon as that person hit the ground, and I was one of them because I turned around, I was like, oh oh, six other people are picking him up immediately, and it's like there was nobody's running into anybody at that moment, picking him up, getting him back on his feet, back into the pit. And like I said, the kids in it, and at one point, uh, Tom and I got hit. Like kind of elbowed, you know, not not super hard, like not even hard. And the dude, like the dude that did it, was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And both of us were like, "You're good, dude. No, all good. Thank you. Like you, you're good." Like, but the the pit etiquette is on another level. And in fact, big shout out, uh, this guy. I, I didn't get the guy's name, but a guy wearing a scally cap go up to the bar uh, to to get get a beer, and uh, their machines are down. And I was like, "Well, can you?" Can you take cash and not cards? She's like, I can only be exact, and I can't put it into the computer, so I got to know exactly what the cost is and stuff. I was, I actually had the exact amount uh, to get to get a, a, a beer and a, and a and a water. I think I was grabbing a water too, uh, but I was like, oh no, I, I can't tip. So I, I was, and so I actually Tom is is ordering next to me, and I was like, hey, you got any cash? And he starts pulling out cash before he even has a chance to give me. I was like, you have a dollar? The guy behind him. Shout out to that guy wearing a wearing a plaid scally cap. No hesitation. He's like, here you go. Hands me a dollar. I was like, holy shit, man. Thank you. I gave him a little fist bump. I was like, thank you. That is the nicest thing. That, that's, punks give a shit. They really do. That's the kind of atmosphere that I love being around. And I'm so happy that we're uh, gradually getting back to it. I say gradually. I've been like, <laughs> it was like my 10th or 11th show since everything started to open back up. I look back the other day. I was like, damn. It opened up with a vengeance. And we're actually hitting the time of year where it slows down, and I don't think it's going to slow down within the scene because everyone's m- making up for lost time with these shows, you know. And I'm a huge Rancid fan. It was that I felt alive once again last night. I mean, I've loved these shows, like Less Than Jake. I said that same thing with Less Than Jake, but there's something about a Rancid show, man. Kids in the pit, everyone having fun, you know, singing along, just going crazy, and just a fantastic time. And to me, that's an important positive news thing uh, to point out. And I know there's lots of that within all kinds of other communities. This just happens to be my community, and especially where punks get a little bit of a bad rap at times. Got to keep that in mind. Etiquette. Caring for other people. Big tenets of the punk community. All right, let's get into some parenting. Oh, man. Took my kid out to the pumpkin patch yesterday this is an annual tradition of course and i'm sure if you have kids even if you don't have kids this might be an annual tradition of yours uh we have a pumpkin patch kind of locally here um which we we, we've switched between that one and uh there's another one that we've gone to that's not as close but we're like "Ah, let's go to the close one we know everything's outdoors and uh, hopefully won't be too crowded so we got up early and went there and my kid had a blast um tons of fun doing the uh the, the bounce house, and there's like these ride-on things. You're riding on like a motorized elephant, and she's like riding around on the track and that on that thing, and, and uh, the petting zoo. Like, 
My kid is so funny with petting zoos. She she loves them. She gets so excited about a petting zoo. Uh, but, then, but then we get inside and she's kind of like, eh. she doesn't know what to do. Like We come in and a goat comes walking up. She's like, oh my God, what's this goat? Like, it's a goat. You're such a city girl. <laughs> like, it's just a goat. And, you know, she had fun though. We, we petted the goat. She petted a chicken, a bunny. Uh, she looked at a pig and then she kind of had her fill of the animals. She did get an important lesson, which she had yet to learn until yesterday at the pumpkin patch. And that is there's no guarantee of prizes with carnival games. This pumpkin patch had a bunch of activities, but they also had some carnival games set up. You know, you buy tickets at the ticket booth and you pay tickets for this. And we're like, all right, we got a few tickets left. Do you want to you want to get on another ride thing? Or And she, she saw the prizes. So she's gravitating toward the prizes. She sees these prizes. Like there's like some stuffed animals and these uh, these wearable like fairy wings that she really wanted. And so she's like, no, no, we got to play. We got to play this thing and have daddy play and, and get a prize. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm sweating. I'm like, I got And they're typical carnival games, although not like the crazy ones with a bent basketball hoop and stuff, but still difficult, you know. So I'm looking, there's like a cornhole toss thing and a, you know, ring the ring around the bottle and, you know, the throw the ball in the bucket thing where you're like, I can throw a ball in a bucket and it freaking bounces out every time. So I'm like, I don't know which one of these to do. Uh, you know, and, and, and like I've, I've been successful at games before. I also don't play a lot of the games anymore. In my younger days, I was fairly successful at times at these games. So they had this throw a football through a tire thing. I'm like, all right, let's try that. Two, two throws for the last of the tickets we have. And I said to my wife, and I'm, I'm like, I took like five, ten minutes. I'm like, which one of these do I have the best chance of getting through? And I said to my wife, I'm like, she, she's going to be upset if I don't win a prize. But she insisted that I play this game. So I'm like, okay. Two throws at the thing. Sure enough, I don't, I don't get the football through the tire. It's a small tire, and it's actually kind of, that was the thing. Is I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, is this thing going to be head on? And she like fixes it, the, the, uh, the lady working the uh, carnival games. And it's like tilted. So I'm like, what the hell? How do I even, not even a straight shot into it. So I failed miserably. I mean, I got fairly close, but I failed miserably. Sure enough, she's, but I won a prize. And there's a valuable lesson that you're going to have to learn someday uh, that you're not guaranteed a prize from these carnival games. (laughs) Both my wife and I were explaining, like, they're really designed to, to not win every single time uh, that you you know that you try the game because otherwise they're they're just gonna lose money they they don't want they don't want to give out a bunch of prizes here so I had to deal with that for a while but a valuable lesson was learned by my four year old um, then of course we made our way to Target as we had to pick up a couple things and uh, hadn't been in Target in like two years that was interesting it was better than going to Walmart in Florida uh, no offense Walmart or Florida but that was that was kind of wild. But different situations, you know, at my local Target here. I was on vacation on a road trip, I'm like, ah, eh, Walmart. And uh, so that was that was interesting. But, of course, we passed by the cheap, everyone familiar with Target, like the little cheap area. My kid starts seeing stuff, and she's already planning her birthday. She's like, we got to bring all this stuff to school because they bring little gift bags to school. Instead of doing cupcakes now, I think in the time of COVID, uh, they bring little little gift bags for all the everyone in the class. It's like it was a bunch of freaking candy, so... My kid's getting candy almost weekly. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. She does not have a lot of sugar. Can we calm down on the candy here? Um, she starts grabbing stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 no. But I let her pick one little thing. I was like, perfect. One one dollar little unicorn funky dog thing in the in the cheap Halloween stuff here. So that that I, I, I might have been taking away a little bit from the lesson, but 
At least she ended up with something. I mean, not only that, but a pump. She got a pumpkin from the pumpkin patch. It's, they got they got to learn. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, I knew from the beginning, like carnival games. I've got what like a twenty percent chance of getting a prize here. Ah. Speaking of keeping them busy with pumpkin patches and stuff, uh, just got my four-year-old into dance class. She had her second dance class uh, this past week, uh, which is w- long overdue. We've been wanting to get her in for a little while, but obviously with COVID, we weren't, you know, super, uh, ur- it wasn't a super urgent thing because it's like, how safe is it? Now that it's getting safer, we found a good place where they wear masks. They're in a huge thing with windows open. There's like five kids in the dance class. It's not a lot at all. And I literally just sit outside and, and wait. I made the mistake of forgetting my Kindle at home. So I'm like, how long can I scroll through Facebook while my kid's in a 45-minute dance class? Uh, but she's lo- she's loving it, uh, and especially tap dance. And, and it gets her moving as well. So I would suggest if you have kids uh, of a certain age, and maybe they won't like dance, but find them something that keeps them busy and gets them moving. She loves to dance. She's been... She came home after the first dance class, and she's, like, practicing her tap steps. And it's simple stuff. She's four, but she's practicing them. And I was like, all right, this was clearly a, a good thing to do. <sighs> Paternity leave. This is being debated right now uh, because of Pete uh, Judge. Buddha. And I don't even mean it insultingly, because if you're familiar with this, he and his husband both pronounce their last name a different way. So Pete Buttigieg the uh, former mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana, now uh, like a secretary under Biden. And really, that's just how this came up, because he's on paternity leave right now uh, with with his adopted child. He's same-sex marriage, I, so I, I assume adopted. I never They have a child together. Um, obviously, they had to have a surrogate or something or adopted the child. Uh, and, and he's getting a hard time for taking paternity leave. And there's been a few prominent people out there that have posted, uh, you know, Fathers don't need more than a week of paternity leave. This is crazy. It's all on the mother. You know, you take care of the mother for a week, and then you can get back to work. And and this bonding stuff with, and I'm paraphrasing, this bonding with your child stuff is crazy. You can still go to work and bond with your child. And what what does a father do? They're not feeding the kid or anything. And it's like, excuse me, sir. First of all, I feel bad for your wife and your children. But here's the thing. It's like a two-month paternity. We're not talking about years. Many other countries around the world, you get more than two months for paternity leave and much more than than the few months you get for maternity leave here in the United States. And on top of that, have you ever heard of diapers? Diapers. Now see, uh, I I was somewhat on paternity leave, but I was also at that time only working part-time, so it was a little bit easier. I wasn't going on leave from a full-time job uh, when, when my child was born. But I'll tell you, that first month, month plus... Uh, of my child's life, uh, my wife did not change a single diaper, and she'll she'll tell you that. She did all she did all the feeding because it, and and I you can go back to to a podcast from from five years ago, not long after my kid was born, and 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 see, I said I can do I'm capable of everything that my wife can do for my kid except for breastfeeding, obviously. You know, so be, she was obviously feeding her constantly because that's what you do. Kids, they eat, sleep, and poop. Young, newborns, infants, they eat, sleep, poop. But there's a lot going on around that, too. So I am in very much in favor of paternity leave, paid paternity leave. 
Uh, not to mention the bonding. That's the thing. You can bond with your kid while you're, you work. Yeah, but you know what? Enjoy some time that you're never going to get back again. That's the difference. And I've seen the other excuse going around like, they don't even know what's going on. It's like, that doesn't matter. Enjoy the time with your child. So it's utterly ridiculous that we're still having these kind of debates. Um, and just, just enjoy it. Just be in that moment. It's really unbelievable to me. Uh, and I will say, just to full circle it to five years ago, the very first episode of Go Tell the Wall that we missed uh, was actually for the birth of my daughter. Uh, and in fact, without getting into full detailed stories, which there's stories from five years ago uh, about it, or almost not quite five years ago, go back like four and a half years, um, I was actually show prepping at... An, an, my wife's appointment with her OBGYN uh, until the OBGYN came in and said, yep, oh, you're having a baby tonight. And then I said, whoop, guess I'm not recording tonight. And that was the very first one we missed, which I'll obviously always associate with the birth of, of my child. All right, let's get into some common sense. So we have some news out of a high school in Texas down there, South Lake, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. I'm actually somewhat familiar with South Lake. Uh, they they put out a memo. And teachers there were told that if they are teaching about the Holocaust, uh, they need to also teach about opposing views of the Holocaust. Yes, if you haven't heard of this yet, uh, I did say that. Opposing views about the Holocaust. So essentially, people in favor of the Holocaust. Yeah, this is a real thing. Oh, Texas. It's a real thing that happened down there in Texas. Uh, there's no opposing views to the Holocaust, of course, unless you're a Nazi. And the thing is, you see people, I, I've seen this a lot on social platforms and really everywhere. It's like, why? People throw this Nazi word around a lot. And it's like, well, there's why. This is, this is literal this is Nazis. The Holocaust. If you, dis, if, you, if, if you think the Holocaust was a good thing, you are a Nazi. You are associating and sympathizing with the Nazis. They're, that's black and white. That's it. There's, there's no getting around that. There's no op real opposing view to the Holocaust. It was a horrible thing. We learned that it was a horrible thing. When I was in school, I learned how horrible it was. How horrible Hitler was. But of course, here we have in Texas, uh, we need to also teach the opposing view. Uh, full disclosure, I'm actually familiar with that particular high school. Uh, I don't want to get into details, but I, I personally know people that went to that high school. All right, uh, John Gruden, without getting too much into sports, but this is important, uh, and especially because it's going full circle again on five years' worth of stuff that we've talked about. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, John Gruden was the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Some emails came to light uh, where he basically showed his racism, sexism, anti-LGBTQ-ness, basically everything under the sun. I think there was even some anti-Jewish stuff in there. Not good. Not good at all. One of the important things, though, uh, it, the emails also had some further proof that Colin Kaepernick was, in fact, blackballed uh, out of the league, and he had spoken about Colin Kaepernick. And for those of you that have been listening from the beginning, uh, the, the whole take-a-knee thing uh, was quite big in 2016 
uh, and 17, really, but 2016 and 17. And we here at Go Tell as well obviously support uh, everyone's right to peacefully protest. Showed a lot of support for Colin Kaepernick and those around the National Football League and other sports who were taking a knee. Uh, this actually lost us some fans. That was one of the, the first things that got me into arguments with people and got me hate mail uh, was, was my support of, of kneeling during the national anthem. Uh, and we're also learning that racism and sexism are just so, so prevalent within the National Football League. Uh, I think we're going to hear more and more about this as, as the, the year progresses and, and even beyond that. Uh, there's a lot of cleaning up that has to be done in there uh, just because of the rampant racism, sexism, and everything else that happens uh, behind the scenes in the NFL. Uh, and in fact, John Gruden had bad things to say about uh, the LGBTQ community. Uh, and on the Las Vegas Raiders is is the the on, first and only uh, openly gay active football player there now. To to clarify for those of you not familiar, uh, there have been football players who came out after they retired, uh, but this is the first and only so far active actively playing football player uh, who has come out as gay. And John Gruden, who is obviously anti-gay based on these emails, uh, was coaching him. It's really ridiculous to think about that. Uh, and speaking of football, uh, this is something that's gotten to me recently. Adults and high school football. Adults and high school football. Yes, that's what I said. Adults and high school football. Not professional football, not even college football. High school kids. Kids not even 18. It's been a lot of Seen a lot of ranting and raving about high school kids and how they play football. And adults, adults, giving them a hard time for either not trying or being terrible, whatever it might be. All this stuff is coming to light. And it blows my mind, because here's the thing. I enjoyed watching high school football when I was in high school. And once in a while, some news trickles down to me from my high school, where I went to high school. And, oh, that's cool, you know, the basketball team won the state championship or whatever else. Like, oh, yeah, it's cool, they're doing great, you know. Outside of that, I don't put a lot of energy into high school football because they're kids. Kids. Talking about 14 to 18-year-olds. Most of them under 18. Maybe you get an 18-year-old here or there, you know. I guess if I'd played football, I would have been 18 for uh, part of the football season. you know. So I guess some of them could be 18. But they complain. It's high school football. It should be fun for kids. It blows my mind that adults... Get into this. Get so into it. And we're not even... I could give a little bit of leeway to an adult who has a kid playing on the team and there's something going on and they're, you know, maybe the, the coaches, and you know, so they want to get involved a little bit. And But if you don't even have kids playing there, I don't care if you went to high school there. It's supposed to be fun for these kids. Most of them are not going to go on to play in in college, let alone the pros. Let's calm it down. Let the kids have fun. It's none of your business. You want to show support, you know, buy some stuff for a fundraiser, that's all good. But don't show your hatred toward them. Don't put all of this on kids who are just trying to go to high school and play a sport. It's really astounding to me. And in fact, if you want to complain about athletes, complain about the millionaire athletes that play on Sundays instead of the ones that are kids, don't get paid anything, and play on Fridays. For those of you not familiar with high school football, it's usually played on Fridays. All right, one more thing in Common Sense, and then we're going to get into some entertainment news. Uh, Tennessee and Ole Miss. I know, I feel like we're talking a lot of sports, but it's it's not. It's just, that's the catalyst here. 
Uh, and this one got to me. I read about this last night. Uh, Tennessee, University of Tennessee, played Ole Miss uh, yesterday in college football. Yeah, so not high school football, at least, but in college football. And the, the coach of the Ole Miss football team uh, is a guy named Lane Kiffin, who, this isn't really important, but coached at Tennessee at one time years ago, and now he coaches Ole Miss. Uh, his, his team, Ole Miss, beat Tennessee uh, in Tennessee at the, the Tennessee football stadium there. And what happened was all the fans and students in this, not all, many of the fans and students in the stands decided to start throwing things onto the field. Throwing full water bottles, um, glass bottles, uh, bottles filled with something brown. No idea what that's supposed to mean, but you can piece it together yourself. Uh, and throwing a golf ball. A golf ball actually uh, hit Lane Kiffin, the head coach of Ole Miss. Uh, they had a couple of players and cheerleaders get hit by stuff being thrown down from the stands. It's a fucking game. It's a game. Don't let it affect your life so bad that you feel hatred toward people and want to throw things at them. There's just no excuse for that. And I think that something needs to be done uh, to the University of Tennessee. And I'm hoping that they caught specific fans that were doing these things because there's just no excuse for that. No excuse for that. It's a game. It's an entertainment thing. That's all it is. And we can go back and forth on whether they are getting paid or not, but... Those kids are not getting paid. They're not even pro athletes. And you shouldn't be able to be doing this to pro athletes either, throwing things on a field. It's a game. Just because you're angry about something in your life doesn't mean you should take it out on people playing a game for entertainment purposes. Ugh. I read that last. I was just like, really? Come on. And, like, and I know this has happened before, but just why is this still happening? Can't we evolve as a society? Can't we get over things? We can. There's a lot of people don't. Grow up. All right, let's get into some entertainment news and, and close out this particular episode of Common Sense Sundays. Uh, all right, I want to talk about what I am listening to. This is a weekly thing that we've been doing. And a shout out to Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing for pointing out this band to me, uh, which I'd heard the name but hadn't actually taken the time to listen to them. Uh, and holy shit, am I glad that I did. And thank you to you, Paul, for uh, for recommending them because I was was. I don't want to say I was pleasantly surprised, because I wasn't really surprised. I knew, getting this recommendation, that I would like them. But I was even I was surprised at how much I did actually like them. Uh, it's a band called Aerial Salad. That's right, Aerial Salad. Uh, they are out of the UK. They're a three-piece band. They started in 2016, put out their first album uh, in 2016 or 17, and actually put out an album, their most recent album, in 2020. I believe it was March of 2020. I, I don't have the exact month here. And obviously, I just started listening, so I, I'm behind on, on catching up with them. So they have two albums. Uh, they, their, album, their first album is called Roach. Their second album is called Dirt Mall. Uh, and like I said, three-piece band. They're hard to compare. I always like to compare new bands to other bands. Um, I do get like a... It's almost like you took some 90s, like more fast-paced grunge and slammed it together with like some DIY punk. Uh, and even that doesn't do justice to to the kind of material that they're putting out. What I do love about them is it looks like they just they just don't care. They have this very much like in your face vibe, but not just like yell in your face vibe. It's just like this is who we are. This is who we are, and we're gonna own it, and we're gonna make our music that's great, uh, and we're gonna embarrass ourselves because we think it's funny, 
I don't mean their music is. You should if you check out some of their music videos, it's like that's freaking hilarious. Uh, and I will say, "Lazy" and "Romance" uh, are two of my favorite tracks that I've heard uh, from them so far. Uh, so check those out. Start with those. Um, but really, they have two full albums. If you're on Spotify, uh, they are available on Spotify. I know that for a fact. I don't use Spotify. I buy albums. I've said this before. Uh, my wife uses Spotify. Spotify is not for me. Although that being said, have Spotify for podcasts. <laughs> if you don't have Spotify, have it for podcasts and subscribe to uh, Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, but definitely check them out. And I, like I said, I love the way that they have zero cares, but in a good way. It's like, this is what we do. We're making music. Um, and, and, and definitely check, check out the song, Lazy. The song's fantastic. Uh, the video is also quite good. Don't watch that video. I mean, you probably could. That's a... I went to check out some of their videos on YouTube, and I got a little warning beforehand. They're like, "This, there might be some sensitive." And I was like, "What? It's YouTube." You'll see what I mean. It's you. I started to say you can't watch it with your kids around. This st- stuff is blurred out. It's not, and it's not violence. It's funny nudity. Check it out. Lazy uh, from Ariel Salad. Highly, highly recommend them. Uh, and again, thank you to Paul for for pointing them out because uh, I have now become a fan of Ariel Salad, and I hope uh, hope they continue along and put out some some more music uh, moving forward. Uh, but even if they don't, they got two great albums out there that you can check out. All right, moving along. Yahtzee. You know, we talked about the strike that was possibly coming. We found out last night that the strike has been averted for now. I was really curious because I have a lot of friends in the industry, and I'd asked a couple of them, you think a deal's going to be struck before it's time to to actually go on strike, and they were going to go on strike uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow was going to be the first day of the strike, uh, and most of them didn't seem optimistic about a deal coming through. And most of what I was hearing was like, eh, not likely. So I was quite surprised when I got the when I saw the news coming through last night. Literally, as I'm at a show, and I was like, oh my god, they they got a deal. And I was like, that's great, you know. But I was a little apprehensive, and sure enough, you do a little research into it, and. Many in the many in the union are not super happy about this, uh, and it is a temporary agreement to avoid a strike. That doesn't mean we can't have a strike a week or two from now. Um, so, so not out of the woods yet, um, you know. And I want to say congratulations, but from some of the details emerging, it seems like it's not all of the things that that people in the union actually wanted. So this is this is no way near over, uh, but the strike is averted for now. Uh, speaking of streaming services, which a lot of this Yahtzee strike uh, revolves around, Netflix has a new number one show. Uh, Squid Game was number one for a while there, their number one streamed show on Netflix. That has been replaced uh, by a new season that just came out of a show called You, Y-O-U. That's the name of the show, apparently. Uh, this is It's another dark show. That's the thing. I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, no. Not for me. I see the appeal. Um... Because pe- people love this stuff, this darker stuff. It's, it's just not for me. I have friends that do. In fact, a lot of guys went to film school with super into horror and stuff. And I'm like, ah, yeah, not into horror. It ends up, it, it taxes me mentally. It's not great for my mental health personally. Now, a lot of people, it's great for their mental health. I get it. Uh, I just tend to watch silly things. You know, that's why there's a bunch of Muppets around my studio. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Muppets. Oh, there's a new Muppet thing? Cool, I'm going to watch that. You know, or I'm watching Kevin Smith. It's... That, that, that's more up my alley. Uh, but but again, new number one show there, uh, You. So Squid Game out, You in. Not you personally, the show You, Y-O-U. Oh, and, oh, 
we have a new Basis Against Racists shirt that has been unveiled for pre-order. Let me try that. Basists Against Racists. Apparently that's a tongue twister. I, I think I'm just nearing the end here and I'm having trouble getting words out. Uh, but again, new Basis Against Racist design and t-shirt uh, has been announced. It's up for pre-order. It features uh, Brian Kynlin, who is the bassist for the Bouncing Souls. Love the Souls. Uh, I mean, they drink beer and wear Adidas. What's not to love? But That's a terrible joke. I always do it. Whenever somebody's like, what do you guys think of Bouncing Souls? I'm like, eh, they drink beer and, beer and wear Adidas. What's not to love? That's a terrible dad joke, I guess. Uh, but you'll have, until obviously, until October 31st to pre-order this one. Uh, I'm actually, for this week, wearing my... Ah, I cannot remember which month this was, uh, but I have Eloise from the Linda Lindas uh, on my Basis Against Racist shirt. This one's from a couple months ago. Uh, yeah, this one's probably... Let's see. It's probably like June, I think. I'd have to go back and look. I just... I order them when either when it's someone I really like or when I remember to order. I like I've missed a couple because I'm like, oh my god, it's the first and I didn't order it, and I'm not cool enough to be like, hey, can you print me my own T-shirt? No, no. I love I I, I know Gabby and I love her, but she's not she's not gonna do extra work for me, and I don't blame her. She shouldn't be. Uh, so I have missed out on a couple, uh, but but I do love my Eloise shirt and my other four or five that I have uh, in the closet back there. Great shirts supporting a great cause. Uh, and again, you can pick up the October shirt featuring Brian Kynlin. We're now a year. They officially have 12 designs. This is the 13th design. All of them doing a great job. Lynn from Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Gabby uh, of Chaos Merch and Venomous Pinks. And of course, all of them designed by Paul of Zombie Teeth Clothing uh, with proceeds going to Black Lives Matter. So make sure you're picking up your new Basis Against Racist shirt. I will... I will hopefully remember to order uh, this month's one, but just got a four-year-old yelling in my ear all the time. Sometimes I'm like, what's happening? Oh, oh, it's November 1st, but maybe someone will remind me. All right, what I'm watching right now, I actually just started watching that, and I am i don't want to say I'm ashamed, but I was avoiding this show simply because I'm so tired of remakes. I am so, so tired of remakes. Uh, ABC put out a new show called The Wonder Years. Yes, and I was kind of avoiding it because I was like, I'm done. No more remakes for me. And I even said at the time, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, just just make a new show. It doesn't have to be called Wonder Years. Too many people had said to me that the show was great. So finally, last night, I was like, all right, I'm going to check out the first episode. Uh, and I don't disagree with all those people that were telling me it was great. And here's the thing is, if you're like me and you're like, I'm so tired of re the remakes and everything else, just go into it thinking that it's not the Wonder Years, it's just a totally other new show. In fact, really the only two things that make it like a Wonder Years remake uh, is that the time frame is the same, and it has a, a narrator. Don Cheadle narrates it much like they had a narrator uh, for the original Wonder Years. It's really the only similarities. It's completely different. It's not the same characters or anything. It's, uh, it's not even the same size family, actually. Because if, if I remember correctly, Wonder Years, the original had two, two brothers, and this has uh, two brothers and a sister. So there's three kids as opposed to two. So if just go into it thinking that, and you're like, oh, this is fantastic. And it's really good. Um, I'm looking forward to watching more of it. I have only watched the first one, but I would recommend that for anyone out there looking for a new show to watch. And I would say, like, my stamp of approval. Nobody cares about that. It's just, again, if you were having that same hesitation that I was, think of it that, well, no, it's... Just think of it not called The Wonder Years. 
then then you're good. You're good to go. All right, we got one more thing I want to talk about, uh, and I'm actually going to save this. See, since our last episode, we've had a few shows. So I'm going to take it back on the next episode. Uh, and like I said, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Punk Rock Saves Lives. I also want to talk about The Drowns. Uh, I'm going to save that for the next episode. I do want to talk a little bit more about Rancid and Dropkick Murphys at the Shrine here in Los Angeles. Also the Bronx. Uh, I see the appeal of the Bronx. Just not. It's a little too thrashy for me. I wasn't, you know, I, w- I watched, I enjoyed it, but I was like, eh, I don't need to. I wasn't jumping around like I was for Dropkick and losing my voice for Dropkick and Rancid. Uh, it felt great to be back at that type of show. It's funny, these little steps I've taken, you know, first show back was like Chaser record release. Like, okay, you know, small club, like, feeling good. This, you know, and then we got back to a festival with, with Bruce Gaska. This was seeing my favorite band and, and another top ten favorite band of mine, uh, Rancid being my favorite, and just really feeling the crowd and that po- those positive vibes, the great pit etiquette. Um, I am incredibly sore today, but it was so fantastic to be back at a show like that, just screaming, sing, singing along, dancing, all the things. My legs are paying for it. My voice is paying for it. But, oh, God, so worth it. And remember, find fi- maybe you don't like shows, but find your thing that makes you kind of feel alive. For I know it's such a cliche, but find what makes you feel alive, what, what gives you that positive, that positive, happy feeling. For me, it's shows. For you, it could be anything, but I was really feeling that last night. Uh, Dropkick put on a fantastic show. Uh, the sound mix was good. The set list was fantastic. Uh, the visuals behind them were fantastic. Uh, and same with Rancid. Long set for them. In a good way, long set. Great sound. Great set list. They didn't have as much stuff going on behind them. Uh, but really, they always put on a great show. I mean, it, Really, from Tim to Lars to Matt to Brandon... You know, and Brandon's one of my favorite drummers out there to watch because he's just you can you can feel the energy off of him uh, as he as he's playing. Which, you know, and there's a lot of drummers out there you get that from. You know, Josh Slees from the Bomb Pops, and I'm biased because he's a he's a friend. But there's also other drummers where they're great, but you don't feel that like, you know. And Brandon's got it. Uh, so I'm already looking forward to the next time I get to see Rancid. And I was reminded. I think I I've seen Dropkick quite a few times. Uh, live, I don't think I'd seen him since 2003. It'd been a little too long for that one, so so hopefully we'll not go that long uh, until the next time I see them. All right, that's going to do it for us. We are uh, we're over time. Shocking, I know. Uh, and I I will tell you, we will be back next week uh, with a new episode. No schedule conflicts at this point. Uh, and then two weeks from now will be our annual Halloween episode, which is going to occur on Halloween. Because Halloween is a Sunday this year. And I don't know. Maybe we'll get crazy and do like a Common Sense Saturdays. Just because Halloween episode's a fun one to have a little have a little beer with, you know. Put on my ridiculous Halloween hoodie and, and have some fun with it. So look forward to that. Uh, and again, before I get into the closing here, thank you to everyone out there who has listened for the past five years, four years, two years, one year, last week. I genuinely appreciate all of you out there. Um, there's too many people to thank individually. We'll probably do even more thank yous when, once we hit the bicentennial episode, which is which is coming up here soon. Uh, but I, I truly, it is it is very much appreciated, uh, not only by myself, by myself, but from all the people that 
that help to to keep uh, Go Tell It to the Wall running this studio. Um, you know, our producers, our supporters, our patrons, my wife, for the love of God, her putting up with all my madness in this studio that that uh, lies within our house. Uh, so thank you to everybody out there. Uh, and and here's to another five years of of this madness and this common sense and me yelling at a wall uh, and, and growing that fan base and meeting new people and making new friends. I mean, that's such a big thing for me is, is all the friends I've made and the connections I've made and uh, acquaintances along the way, um, despite losing friends over some certain things that many would call controversial, but if you've been listening for five years, those things are not controversial to you. They are simply common sense. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, like I said, that's going to do it for us. We will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Also, YouTube, youtube.com slash go tell to the wall. And my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Uh, and most importantly would be Sean O'Rourke Live, where you'll find links to all those things, uh, as well as a link to our merch website and a link to our Patreon page, uh, where you can support us either by getting merch or becoming a patron, uh, and every little bit helps there uh, to keep the next five years going strong and continuing to bring in new stuff and improve everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall and the common sense that we put out every week. All right, uh, this has been episode 60 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And until next time, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>